welcome, welcome, welcome. Donald's got his oppa onesie. It's very, 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 very in the spirit of Halloween with the, I'm guessing that's Nightmare Before Christmas background. It looks I do, yeah. I was trying to find like, like another background, but this was the best. Yeah, the oppa onesie was actually like, I wasn't going to get it, but uh, someone like, I saw someone tweeted at your, your uh, social media um, that I should get the oppa onesie. And I was like, okay understandable and you are a man of the people so we appreciate that exactly i mobilized your your team and they were like i want the oppa onesie and i was like okay i haven't heard anything on my end but on your hand has anyone disagree with your statements last time about uh certain movie opinions why would they disagree because i'm right all right that's a good place to roll the intro music Alright guys, welcome back to another spook cast, spook podcast, whatever it is you want to call it. I am uh, once again joined by Thono as you uh, so clearly see um, his oppa onesie. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited because if people had a problem with what I said last time, oh my god, they're going to have a problem with what I said No, and, and, and as always, uh, before we get into our opinions and all that, you know, if you disagree with us, not a problem. Just, you know, let us know what your thoughts are instead. Like Donald mentioned, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms that we'll do in the plug later on. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for today's episode. You know, this is one that we've kind of I'm been teasing too. for a while and kind of one that we always knew was in the works, which... Spooky season is here, and as we mentioned last time, you know, spooky season isn't complete without horror movies. Horror movies have been a staple for cinema for the last few years now, and kind of... Last few years? Come on, bro. Yeah, a lot longer, and we kind of, you know, we we get a few different classics here and there. By the way, genuinely surprised that neither of us have come up with, like, a Halloween-themed costume. Like, you know, we got Indiana Jones, we got Appa, we had... Last time we had our onesies, but, like, I'm surprised we haven't done, like, a horror movie costume we may have to do that next time we'll, we'll, we'll talk shop about that but you, you, well well if, if anyone has an idea i need to buy a onesie and it needs to be like tweeted at us like immediately yeah so <laughs> i'll also try to find some uh for you guys for you uh Tom. but um yeah you know this was a very very uh difficult list to make so today we're going to be ranking our personal top 10 favorite horror movies of all time there 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 is a word there that i want the audience to understand before everything personal it's personal it is not the best horror movies ever because that would have been a completely different list it's personal movies and that being said i honestly think because you know we've done a few of these on nerds list already i think we've done like four or five top tens this has been my hardest top 10 to do Oh, because oh, I shifted oh, I, around so many different so, ones, and then I remembered some, and then I forgot some, and it just it just became problematic. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I I what I did to kind of parse down is I, I kind of did my research, kind of tried to remember all the horror movies, and then I wrote down all the mo- horror movies that I I thought deserved a spot on the list, and I came up with twenty four. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, that's that's a similar process to what little behind the scenes for you guys, little similar process to how do which is I kind of just take a lot of ones that stick out i take obviously the popular ones and then i kind of stick take out the ones that stick in my mind and i just put them on a list and then once i look at that list i kind of start to formulate like okay i know this one's definitely above this one this one i always knew my number one because like you know it's if you know me you know my My number number one one actually switched places last minute and i knew that was gonna happen and to be honest i don't doubt that halfway through this list i'm gonna change my mind but you know like uh don't mention you know you know obviously with the spooky season if you're an avid horror fan you know or even if you're not you just know a few let us know what some of your favorites are. You know, that may be another, yeah. we may be doing a little bit more uh, spooky stuff there, here and there. I'm also yeah. excited, once again, we need sponsorships. I'm also excited, as the time of this recording, tomorrow is going to be the premiere of Haunting of Blind Manor. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited for it too. Did you actually, did uh, you just, see Netflix's promotion for it? No, I haven't. I wanted to go into it completely blind. It's, it's not a trailer. In New York, in one oh. of, I think, I want to say Central Park, there's like a famous fountain. They have mm-hmm. like a fake dead body in there with like oh, things, all nice. the, with things all around that obviously say Haunting of Blind Manor streaming because, you know, you can't just throw a random fake dead body and not expect people to freak out. But um, I thought that was cool. It's good. But yeah, let's uh let's get into it because if not we're gonna we're gonna be here for a while. And I have we'll be here forever. Yeah, we're gonna get into these. So uh, I already mentioned to you, and we kind of always do this. We have one or two sort of honorable mentions, you know, kind of ones mm-hmm. that should be on the list but didn't make it. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? 
So I'm going to start off right off the bat with a controversial Very, opinion. I have a feeling I know yours, but we'll see. What's yours? No, no, you do not know mine. So the controversial opinion, and I won't talk too much about it because you'll talk about it later, is my first honor I'll mention is The Exorcist. Get the fuck out of here. That's going to be the one time. That's going to be the one time you're going to have to censor me because... <laughs> So, um, The Exorcist obviously came out in like 1973. It's a horror classic, but that's why I wanted to reiterate. This is personal. This is personal best movies. Um, and I, I was going through the list and you guys will kind of see where my head is at. Um, I really like The Exorcist. The Exorcist is kind of something that defines my, my fear towards like the de demonic entity. Um, but then I was kind of remembering a lot about the movie and everything like that. And I remember that a lot of the movie doesn't, it's not until like the second half of the second act that it starts getting like really, um, like horror wise. Um, and, and that kind of pushed it down the list further and further and further until it was an honorable mention. I mean, I really like the movie, don't get me wrong. In If we were doing best of the best, it would be up there. But for me, I just, I remember that beginning half not hitting me as much. So I did put it as my first honorable mention. You have two honorable mentions? I do. I'll let you. Do you, you want me to yeah, go with just, the second just go one? And then we'll, so my minus. second one, I, I kind of I reserved my second honorable mention. Um for kind of something that was out there, something that was not gonna be on a lot of people's top tens. Um, and that is uh, Happy Death Day. Um, Ooh, interesting. So, so Happy Death Day uh, uh, came out 2017 um, and I really liked it. I, 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 I remember not wanting to watch it because I thought it was just another B, B tier horror movie that was just gonna be terrible. Um, and I was okay with that. But I remember someone uh, telling me, hey, it's really good, you should go watch it. And I was like, Okay, I'll go watch it. And I really liked it. I mean, I feel like horror movies that can get comedy right, somehow, I, like, they, they, they do something for me. Like, like being able to kind of do that dichotomy between two very opposing um, feelings, yeah. it, 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 it hits me in all the right places. And that's why it's my... Uh, it took my spot as the as the kind of out there honorable mention on my list. I haven't seen it yet, so I'll definitely check it out. There's a sequel Gotta too, isn't there? Yeah, the sequel, the sequel goes into a... So, the cool thing about the series is that they kind of tried to do um, another genre for the second movie. And it looks like they're going to try to do another genre for the third movie. Oh, they're making it um, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Like, they set it up for a third. Um, so, the first one is the one that's like a horror film. Um, so I, that's why it's on my list. The second one is, is entertaining, but it's, it just doesn't reach the first one's hype. I got you. All right. So starting off with some pretty interesting honorable mentions. I like it. I'm excited to see where your list goes from there. Um, my first honorable mention, I threw it on here because we've had this debate and okay. if, if it, it's, can I guess? Yeah. Jaws. Yeah. It's Jaws. Cause we, we, we talked about like how it's kind of a horror, but it's like, it depends on what you look at it. So I have to throw it on here because obviously Jaws is an iconic movie, but also because of the dread that it inspired. Because let's be honest, when you watch Jaws as a kid, you do not go in the water for like months. Like that, well, that is a visceral I, I, fear to this day. Just, it's a good film. Yeah. I'll give you it. So that's why like kind of maybe honorable mention, depending where we look at it. My actual second honorable mention, mm. which you'll have a field day with, is Paranormal Activity. Um, okay, I mean, I, the I, first one, right? Yeah, yeah. The first only the, one. I've only ever yeah. seen the first. I think I saw the second okay. one, like half of it. Um, just because we we talked about a little bit last podcast about sort yeah. of the impact that it had, and you know, it, it is something that if you really go into it, kind of with because, like you said, you know, the scariest things are the things that can actually happen. And yeah. you know, someone like me and you who kind of does believe in a little bit of these sort of supernatural, you know sort of elements a little bit here and there you know it is something that kind of makes you think and kind of does hit you in a level yeah, especially it's... like i said going into it without knowing that it was fake was a whole different experience I mean, it's, it's the better blair witch project so yeah exactly i, I, agree, I agree yeah and yeah it's this is not the first and last this is won't be the last time i rip on blair witch project just for yeah so that's my honorable mention like i said i won't go too into it just because i don't have a lot of thoughts on that one but honorable mentions yeah, yeah. So do you want to start us off with our actual top uh, 10 countdown? Well, we will start at my number 10. And my number 10 is actually Ridley Scott's Alien. So, I mean, I really don't need to like 
say a lot about this movie. The movie is, is just a great movie. The suspense that you get throughout the entire movie and the payoffs that it gives. Uh, the film is, is kind of known in the film world to only have three jump scares. And those three jump scares are done perfectly. I mean, the, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. It's a movie I greatly enjoyed when I first watched it. Uh, in my opinion, none of the other Alien movies have been able to even touch it. Uh, it's it's a really good it's a really good suspenseful horror movie and it created an an iconic an iconic villain and uh, I, you always get points from me when you can create something that iconic so um, yeah Alien takes my number ten spot. What's interesting is how our perspectives are a little bit different there because I considered it but I really saw it more as sci-fi than horror. I mean obviously there's a the horror I mean, like the horror is there obviously. I mean I, I would consider it sci-fi horror. Like, yeah. It's not one genre I'd consider it. Of course, but that's that's a good that's a good start for your number ten, and I, I think a lot of people agree with you that Alien is definitely one of the scarier sci-fi's out there. So definitely uh, good up right. there. Uh, switching over a little bit to more modern uh, horror movies, I have as my number ten It Chapter One. Um, okay. As I told okay. you, as a person who was uh, terrified of clowns for like eighty-five percent of his life, I was surprised that I put it on here, but. There was something about It Chapter 1 watching it in theaters and kind of, you know, really going into it. And obviously it's one of Stephen King's more iconic novels, you know. And obviously there's a lot they had to, you know, cut out for uh, ratings to say the least. Not even timing, because if you've read the book, there's some... Yeah, 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 there's some stuff there that would not fly, but... um, Yeah, no, I get it. With with It Chapter 1, like I said, you know, I I thought It Chapter 2 was pretty good, but not as... Not as... There was a lot more in the first one that I enjoyed, which one was yeah, the... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. One one kind of touched, like, the perfect, like, yeah. middle ground between, like, the perfect it thing, and then two two kind of tried to be on the coattails of one, but just didn't hit yeah. the same. And like I said, you know, that's nothing against two. I really did enjoy it and all that, but I think it, chapter one, had did really good with one, with the character relationships, you know, obviously... Horror is a lot more different when you have children involved because, you know, children represent that purity, that kind of, you know, being really scared of, of this demonic figure. And I think all the actors in it did amazing. Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise was phenomenal. He yeah, that, really that was a great the choice. terror and dread of, of Pennywise. And, you know, the film did really good with relying on both practical and CGI. And I think that was a really, really good balance. And I remember yeah. in the theaters, you know, going into it, kind of trying to just... You know, be like I said, it was the very first time in a long time that I was really, really excited for a horror film. So, yeah. like I said, I have it on there, and I do think it's one of the more, like we talked about, it is one of the more iconic horror movies in uh in the last year, you know, few years. So I got it as my number ten. No, definitely deserves a spot. Spot. So in my number nine, just jumping right into it, I have probably the oldest film on either of our lists, and that's going to be Psycho. Um, that came out in the nineteen in nineteen sixty. Um, I I mean, there's there's if if you if you're watching this uh, and you don't know horror films, then uh, horror. I mean, Psycho is like the classic of classics. It's like the the, the movie that preceded all other uh, movies. It's credited uh, for beginning the the slasher genre. It's credited for beginning for having like those amazing endings. Uh, the the one thing I really wanted to point out about this movie, and the, the, the reason that it's so high up on my list, uh, and by the way, high up on my list is number nine. Uh, so the reason I really liked uh, Psycho, and it's it's in my top ten, is because I really like that Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock, which is the director of the film, uh, I mean, the dude is a legend, but he had the absolute balls to kill what, I, what would be considered pretty much like the star at that time yeah at the beginning of the movie the the shower scene that i mean spoilers for a movie yeah spoilers for a movie that came out 6 years ago um the shower scene that's super iconic um was played by what what i was uh like obviously i wasn't alive back then what um I was told was like the starlet of the time. It's like if you put Scarlett Johansson in a movie and killed her in the first 30 minutes. Um, it was Her name was Marley Renfro and she was like a playboy uh, girl. She was like a superstar and he just had the absolute balls to kill his A-list star in the first 30 minutes. Dude dude gets gets absolute praise for that. Um, and then for the rest of the movie, I mean, the rest of the movie is a great like psychological horror movie. Um, 
uh, the reason it's so low on my list is because those first 30 minutes kind of don't touch the rest of the movie except until the ending um but yeah i mean it's number nine on my list no of course and you know that i'm i'm a i'm a very avid fan of psycho and uh i mean it's not gonna be it's it's gonna be on my list like that's you know goes without saying but um you know yeah like like you said the movie really did good with um kind of twisting the notions of normal normal filmography you know because like you said it's very very rare for a movie to kind of kill off its main character early on in the movie like it's it's yeah and, and you know we're not talking about something like you know maybe like game of thrones you know something that has kind of not really a central character but kind of like a a, a blend of different characters as the main focus no this was like for the first like hour and five minutes this is the main character so it was very interesting to see that and like i said i'll, I'll touch upon it a little bit more later because it's like you, you know yeah. it's but um of course, of course of course but yeah you know like you said super iconic film and you know i'm, I'm glad it's on your list i'm glad that we both had that same shared thing Coming in at number nine, I you may have the I, I I'm gonna say you probably have this on your list. I have Midsummer. Um, okay. this one was I a do. more I okay, yeah. I, I figured you would, but it was it was a matter of just where you had it. Um, this was a more recent one. I saw this one actually at like the start of quarantine, so like March, February, March, okay. and uh, you know it was something that I always wanted to get around to, but I just you know I just I didn't when it came out in theaters, you know I just didn't. There was other stuff, you know whatever it was, but. You know, finally I had a, a free afternoon and I sat down and watched it and, you know, I was, I heard a lot of good things about it. And, you know, like I said, I really try to go into movies kind of with a clear slate, but um, just going into it, knowing that, I'm going to say that it lived up to that expectation. Midsummer oh, good, good. is, to me, in my opinion, one of the best modern psychological horror films. Because the movie, like you mentioned last podcast, the movie doesn't deal with kind of a central killer. It doesn't deal with kind of that you know, oh, we need to run away from Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. The film deals more of the aspect of interpersonal conflict and how that how that can be drawn out from you. And like I yeah. said, I also think that, and like, like you said, you know, the, the movie is really meant for people that really enjoy horror movies because like I said, I know you talked about it. In my opinion, the movie does have a slow start, but I mm -hmm. think later on it builds up to that. It, it, it okay. is a movie that that final shot which, if you've seen the movie, you know the final shot. You understand. I mean, if what you've I'm seen saying. Psycho, you know the final shot. Yeah. So that final shot of Midsummer is one of the most bone-chilling but satisfying yeah. horror film endings of all time. I, I like. I would I probably do. put it on par with the Psycho ending. It, it just it it makes you kind of just stare at your wall for like two minutes and go, wow. And like I said, you know, Florence Pugh did amazing. I'm super glad that she's getting into more films now, you know, into the new Black Widow and some other stuff, because her performance in that was just, you know, all the other actors did good, you know. The boyfriend really makes you want to hate him, because you're just like, wow, what a, what a dick. But like, you know, the, obviously they're actors. But Florence Pugh really sold that movie and was really at the heart of that movie. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's my number nine, you know, like yeah. I said. And they'll, really and they'll definitely have... They'll definitely have more to, uh, to to listen about when it's it's my turn to bring up Midsummer. Um, so at my number eight, uh, we, I've, I I go to the present day and uh, it's Get Out. I mean, I'm not gonna put anything against it. Uh, Get Out by Jordan Peele when it came out, in my opinion, uh, it it's better than his second film Us. I I just think that Get Out kind of hit at a moment that it was really um, important. Uh, people had precognition of what Jordan Peele was as a comedy uh, person. And then his mix of comedy and uh, timing and his ability to just put all of that together in this like, this dissettling, like unsettling type of horror film. Like it wasn't like straight horror until like the end of the film. Um, but most of it, like you you could tell something was wrong. Um, and then like the, the, the performance by Daniel Kaluuya, um, was just absolutely fantastic. Um, but I will say, I think that the reason it's so high up on my list is because of Daniel Kaluuya's uh, friend in the movie, uh, played by Lil, Lil Ray Howery. Uh, the dude had me dead every single time he was on screen. He was so funny at the best possible times of this horror film. And obviously, like, Have I think it, it gets- Have uh, alternate endings with him? I have, they I are have, I, I like, hilarious. 
they're just great. I mean, the 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 movie itself is great. I think that it has great timing, great suspenseful timing, great comedic timing. I think that it, it was one of those times that's like a director peaked um, really, really luckily at the beginning. Um, not to say that Us is a bad movie. If we were doing top 20, it would be up there, but I don't think it reaches Get Out. And no, I, I, I definitely agree with you that obviously, you know, this was kind of a gamble because, you know, obviously Jordan Peele at the time was really only known for his comedic stuff. You know, obviously he and Peele and, you know, some of these other films that he produced. So seeing that going into the theater kind of being like, oh man, I wonder what kind of horror movie this is going to be. And then just having that impact and having that sort of, you know, social commentary, but in, in a form that anyone can watch. But, you know, obviously, you know, some people experience that. And Us definitely hit, like you said, at a time where it... It was the perfect time to release a horror movie about social commentary, and I. You think, mean Get Out? Yeah, Get Out. I, I, I had us. You get what I mean? It's cool. And it's I, cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's definitely a, a very powerful film, and I definitely, in my opinion, I think the best when to watch it is when you watch it the second time, because there's little subtle yeah. hints and little things that you don't catch, that are meant to be on there on purpose, that that really make you go. I didn't notice this the first time around and now like you know the twist later on in the movie and i don't want to say anything because obviously like you know we try to go into the spoiler free and it is a really really good horror movie so you know kind of going back and watching it a second time kind of makes you appreciate even more and makes you understand jordan peele's mentality you know jordan peele is bless the man man's funny and he can do horror movies yeah throw him a sci-fi movie while you're at it Let, let's see where this goes but um no that's that's definitely a, a good uh, place um, moving over to my number eight, I have The Strangers. Um, like we mentioned earlier with Paranormal Activity, some of the scariest movies are the ones that are realistic. The ones that really make you go, this could happen, and this is terrifying. Um, my friend, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Patrick, he's terrified of that movie because of that implication. So when I first went into it, I was like, man, I wonder why it's so scary. I paused that movie and I think I started locking all my doors for like a month. The movie really. I mean, just yeah, I mean, yeah, but you, you oh. get what I mean. I was extra cautious more than I needed to be. Of course, of course. But the movie really does impose a, a dread that you didn't realize you had. Because at its core, the movie really is about anything can happen at any given moment. And like I said, you know, some of the best horror films are those scenarios where it's kind of these you're not against the freddy you're not against you know a jason Voorhees. you're against another individual that has nothing to lose which is even scarier and like i said you know the movie has these really tense moments that bring out sort of these characters trying to fight for their lives but also makes you think man what would i do in that scenario you know everyone always jokes about oh man you know the people are going Towards the noise of, you know, the terrifying thing. But, you know, you have to wonder, what would you do in that scenario? How would you react if if this was happening to you? And uh, shout out for Strangers for actually having a pretty decent sequel. Because the sequel is pretty good. I wouldn't put it as good as the original. But the movie, like I said, you know, it's, it's very realistic. Really does kind of impose that dread, that fear that we all kind of have. Because let's be honest, I don't know about you. As a kid, you kind of have those random thoughts of like, man, I wonder if like that car that drove by, like what happens if they just get out and just like kidnap me? Like, you know, it, it, it takes away those really, really dark thoughts that some people have every once in a while and just goes, here, have it in the movie. So, so yeah. So I think the, the reason this movie was so scary, and I, I mean, I don't have it on my top 10. It was definitely on the list. Of, of like the, the extended list but I think the reason that I don't uh, I mean the reason that it's so scary is because the the movie was based on real life events I mean the movie's based off two differing di different things first of all the the Charles Manson murders um, uh, against the Tate family and the a series of break-ins I guess in that time um, in the the Bernatino neighborhoods so the two things are, are, are real events that happened and then the the, the filmmakers kind of tried to uh, use that as inspiration for their movie and I, I mean by being on your list I, I guess they did a really good job yeah and like I said it also has another not as not as 
as iconic as like we were saying Midsummer and Psycho. But the ending also has another one of those really like endings that yeah. you go, oh shit, you know, like it, it it has an ending that makes you that leaves you thinking about some things. But um, of course, yeah. So that's my number. So from from my number seven, um, and this is the only pick that I'm gonna get super heady and super like like film nerd. I am picking a Korean uh, horror movie. <laughs> so I'm picking a movie that came out in, I believe, 2016 um, called The Wailing. Um, and it's it's a really fringe thing. I've been telling Evan to watch it like every other day at this I'll point. I'll get around to it. I'll um, I, to it. I, I, I caught it just recently. And um, I will say it's not for everyone. It's obviously a Korean horror, so there's subtitled stuff like that. But the, the horror itself... The best way to explain it is um, with uh, an example of Greek mythology. There's there's a, a story in Greek mythology where a guy goes to to Hades, um, which is like hell, to kind of get his beloved back. And Hades tells him, um, "Go back to the surface, but don't look back." And that's that's kind of the horror in this movie. Um, it's a horror about your beliefs and putting your putting being put in an impossible situation where you have to really kind of think about what you believe in, but if you make the wrong decision, you could lose everything. And it it, it, it was just fantastic. And it was, it, the beats were always on point. After you get past it being a foreign film, I think it's worth a watch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chime in my, uh, my very large expertise here. Uh, it was Orpheus, uh, who he's told to uh, never look back, but uh, just gonna- There you go. Um, yeah, like I said, I'll, um, I'll definitely, I'll definitely with your, like you always mentioned, with your high suggestion of the film, I will definitely go check it out. I don't, I do want to experiment a little bit more with, um, like we mentioned, some foreign films. You know, you mentioned a little bit last time, The Last Troll Hunter. That was a good one. Uh, me and you've already talked a little bit. I don't think we talked about um, it on the podcast. Train to Busan was another good. That one was Korean as well, I think. The, the iconic Korean one. There's another. There's the yeah, Babadook. I mean, I mean, foreign films are doing really, really well recently. Yeah, there was another one that just recently released. I don't remember the name of it, but Fernie recommended it to us, and Gabby watched it, and that one I got to mm-hmm. give a list. But yeah, guys, if you definitely also, if you have any movie suggestions for us that you haven't heard, definitely let us know about that as well, because it's the spooky season. I got time to watch scary movies. But um, no. No, definitely, definitely good. Is that your only foreign film on here, or do you have another one? Just, just a little snippet. I think it's my only foreign film. I'm pretty sure everything else was made in the United States, but I'm I'm giving myself leeway because I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's fair. I it was like when we ranked our top ten Netflix, and I was like, what was that? I was like, The Irishman's my only Netflix movie on here, and then I was like, Coming to Number Two had Marriage Story, and then I was like, Oh wait a second. But um, exactly. no, good good place to start. Coming to Number Seven, which is interesting that we both have um this representation. Coming to Number Seven, I have us. So okay. it's interesting. it's interesting to see how we both you know we. And it's funny because I, I also, like we mentioned, you know, we, we kind of look at our list and kind of overthink everything. I really yeah. did have to think about if I wanted to put us or get out here. Because like you mentioned, Get Out is such a phenomenal, phenomenal horror film. And obviously Jordan Peele mm-hmm. had a lot to live up after that success. And I think Us just did a really good job at kind of separating itself from Get Out, but also kind of having very similar themes. You know, us yeah. us has us is a little bit different from Get Out, where it does kind of have a central antagonist and protagonist. But then, you know, the movie has one of the coolest, kind of predictable but really cool plot twists that kind of makes you try to go back and figure out where exactly things occurred that happened for that plot twist. And you know, the cast was amazing. Obviously, uh, Lupita did amazing. You know, as she as she normally does. And then I'm, I'm blanking out on the guy's name, but the husband was great too. He had a lot of comedic timing and just a lot of, you know, really good moments. And, you know, even the kids, the kids really stood out as well. You know, obviously with movies that you kind of have to play two different parts, it's, it's very interesting to see that dynamic. You know, seeing Lupita as yeah. kind of the central character kind of dealing with her anxieties and her childhood and then having the opposite of her kind of being, you know, batshit insane and, you know, hearing the and trying to have her formulate all that was was crazy and like i said you know the movie doesn't hold back the movie also kind of has like like get out kind of does have an underlining tone of kind of social commentary you know especially towards the end you know once again it does also have 
kind of that final, you know, plot twist that kind of makes you, you know, makes you think about things in a different retrospect. But you know, Jordan Peele's been killing it. And that's kind of the reason that I had Get Out higher. I felt the, that the way that Us did it was kind of more ham-fisted than Get Out was. Um, if you can believe that. Um, and that's, I mean, Us is a great film. It's a good pick. Um, I, I, I like that we, we have the representation of both of them. Um, but definitely, I mean, Jordan Peele is on a roll. I can't wait for his next thing. I just, I, I, I gotta keep watching, but I've been watching a few episodes of the, uh, the new, uh, rebooted Twilight Zone, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's a, he's good. a producer for them, and, like, some of the episodes are, like, eh, but there's, like, two episodes that are really, like, chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, but, that's, uh, that's my number seven. So, I'm, I'm going to, my number six is actually about my favorite, uh, horror, um, director, and I mean, it's, it's, we've talked about it. It's Ari Oster with Midsummer. Um, Ari, Ari Oster, Aster, whatever, however you say his name. I mean, he killed it with Hereditary. He killed it with Hereditary. But the reason Midsommar is so high up on my list is because I think it's the best daylight horror film since the 19, since 1974. Um, Midsommar, it's not a spoiler. It's set completely in daylight and not completely but most of the horror comes in the daylight and i think that it just does a superb job kind of taking away what we would kind of use as like a getaway we use uh we use daylight as kind of our getaway from from scariness and the fact that midsummer kind of plays with that and has so much symbolism and all of this i i just think that that it was just a fantastic movie you already talked about it um i'm a little bit like more uh, psyched with uh, about uh, Florence Pugh. I think that she should have won an Oscar um, in 2019. I mean, she had Little Women and Midsommar come out. She absolutely killed. She's, she's I mean, cashing. killed both of them. She's my favorite actress that's coming up. Um, her, uh, and she she got paired with just an amer- amazing director in Ari Oster. And uh, I mean... I could talk about Midsommar and the symbolism and its amazingness for hours, but I will spare you. It is at my and, number and six. Another, another good point to throw in for Midsommar and just Ari Oster in general. Is there, however you say his last name, maybe you said, you know, he's really not afraid to kind of have horror in plain sight. Cause you know, even with hereditary, like, you know, there's a lot of scenes that happen in the day or that happen in just general moments. And I, I think that's a really refreshing thing because, you know, we always talk about those horror tropes that are always there, you know, that, Nighttime's the, the most dangerous place, so it's it's refreshing to see a change of pace and kind of you know just watching all this yeah. terrifying stuff being like high noon, you know, like it, it's 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 very fun to see. That's good. Uh, coming in at number six, we have finally my first old school horror movie. We have a uh, okay. Friday the Thirteenth. Am I am I remiss in saying this is gonna be just old horror for the rest? No, no, it's it's a nice mix. Oh, we're finally, okay. we're finally ranking up by uh. My and you know obviously like I said you know there was a lot of old school horror that I do enjoy but there's just some to me that stand out a little bit more and Friday the Thirteenth okay. is definitely up there and it's interesting because you know if you know a little bit more about the Friday the Thirteenth franchise Friday the Thirteenth doesn't even have Jason Voorhees Friday the Thirteenth I mean, doesn't have the class it has yeah, him but you know, it's not it has Jason him but not Hockey how Mass. we know him yeah not Jason Hockey Mask macheting everyone. So Fri- which which kind of kind of right before you start kind of the the little tidbit about that uh Jason Voorhees with the hockey mask the iconic one doesn't show up until the third movie. Yeah, so that that's what I'm saying it's interesting to see how this franchise did before it solidified itself with that, you know. And like I, I said, you know, the first movie really does kind of have those 80s horror tropes that are amazing to watch, but you know, also kind of has like a little twist that makes you just reevaluate the whole movie, you know, like I said. No. You know, having this one, I'll slightly go into spoilers because you need to. Having that central uh, antagonist, to say the least, pop up at the end of the movie and kind of just makes everyone rethink about. Also, that's why the motivation is there. That's why this person's on a freaking murdering spree. Makes sense, you know, and especially with the content of the movie. And, you know, the movie doesn't shy away from, you know, having those horror elements that kind of also make you really think. And to me, it was one of the very, very best sort of horror twists that we had in you know those 80s and you know like i said compared to nightmare on elm street compared to chucky which are also all fantastic horror movies but 
Friday the 13th, you know, it, it, it was re it was more realistic in that sense. You know, it wasn't like convention. So the third movie that we kind of got hockey mask, Jason just resurrecting every movie and, you know, just macheting everyone to death. The first movie solidified itself as a franchise that can take the lore from that franchise and expand upon it. So yeah. that's why I have it so high up. Like I said, I, I really had I mean, to sit down with these old ones and kind of just figure out which ones kind of impacted me more. And of course, Friday the 13th, of I think, is just one of the, the, the hits and one of the best. Of course. I think that the reason it's not on my list is because, like, eventually um, it did kind of devolve into, like... Slasher. I mean, it, it devolved yeah, into it, it, but it, it, it it devolved further into slasher that like it devolved into being like a gore fest and like it did not care about being a gore fest and don't get me wrong, those are some of the best uh, things about Jason, but like it's not. It just wasn't the same for me. I mean, th that that first movie kind of like it's a great horror film, um, but I think it's it's the series in general that kind of mystified it. Uh, so coming at my number five, um, well, I'll, I'll kind of liken it. Is um, it's it's cool because they're right next to each other. Is the best um, horror film set in daylight, period. Um, and if you know your uh, horror films in the years they came out, uh, nineteen seventy four, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. So. I feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is kind of a weird film. You either have seen it and love it, or you've never seen it and you don't care about it. Can I, can, I, can, um, can, can I upset you for a sec? You haven't seen it. It's fine. Haven't seen um, it yet. So, so it's understandable. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is kind of one of those things that in, in once you get old enough, you know exists, but most people haven't seen it. Um, and I kind of get that. I mean, it's a, it's about. Uh, a, a, a guy who has a chainsaw and he kills people but there's also the undertone that they're cannibals and that might set off some people um but it, it did it did kind of solidify like um america american horror as kind of like this new golden golden age of horror um at the time um and i mean the film is raw it's all set in the daylight um, Bubba is, is just a Bubba. terrifying, Bubba is just a terrifying, like, like entity. And like the fact that you kind of understand where Bubba's coming from and you kind of understand him, um, you, 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 it just gives more and more to the film. And I, I know a lot of people, I, I did a lot of research. A lot of people put this film at the best horror film to ever come out ever. Um, it's not, it's not that great for me. It did set a lot of tropes that are, are done now. And it's a great film, but um, there's some things that I just couldn't uh, uh, accept with the film. So that's why it's at my number five. It's a great film. You should watch it if you haven't, but do understand you kind of need a stomach to watch it. So like, if you're, if you don't have a good stomach for those type of things, then just like stay clear from it. Two things. One. Dead by Daylight set me off on Leatherface, so there may be some resentment there. <laughs> Two, okay. um, because obviously you would know this. I know they had the remake like in 2013 or whatever. Did, it, the, did the original have sequels, or it was just that one? So, uh, I, I, I can't tell you for sure. I'm, I'm, I, I think in the back of my head, I'm, I'm sure in my research I saw that I had some sequels. But to tell you the truth, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in like such a time and such a moment, and, and it was such a thing that like I think it's accepted that the first one that came out in 1974 is the only one and we won't talk about any others that come out you did you watch the remake did you did... i did watch the remake it's not a remake it is trash um that's fair and that's where i'll leave it okay nope just wondering so um rounding off into uh, our top finally uh coming in at number five and this is another one that i had to sit down with two different franchises and kind of reevaluate i have the contract okay Obviously, you know, the one that I had comparison to was Insidious because James Wan is James Wan. And I, I'm terrified of The Conjuring and I would have put it on the list too. Yeah, I, I had to really sit down because like I said, you know, I, I love Insidious and I love some of the things that I did differently. Like I said, you know, having that jump scare in the middle of the day, like we talked about, that's a jump scare that was earned. You know, you build up that suspense. Yeah. You, you're talking about the entity and then it just shows up. But The Conjuring is just so more visceral. And The Conjuring, yeah. and me and you talked a little bit about it last time, you know, movies that deal with, like, demonic possession and, 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 you know, having, 
reading anytime you watch a horror movie, reading that based on a true story will just yeah. It, it just sets you off. Yeah, it just it sets, sets you off. off. You're and like, the, oh, the, the conjuring, I'm about to die. The conjuring does really well with balancing, you know, obviously these kind of like we talked about, these more modern jump scares, but also building up suspense. You know, there, there's a moment really early on in the film where he said, I'm as always, I'm gonna try not to spoil too much, where it's she's just the husband's there, and obviously, you know, the main a lot of the focus is on, you know, the um the Warrens, you know, the these which were real people, which were, you know, this husband and wife, you know, exorcist sort of demonologist and there's you know she deals with um having sort of this sixth sense and being able to you know communicate and see ghosts you know that most people can't but there's a moment really early on where he's like talking and you just see her fixating on something and like you don't understand why because you're seeing it from patrick wilson's point of view and then you just look and there's just feet hanging where like the so, tree is uh, the infamous tree and you're it just it's not even a jump scare it, it just it the movie does so well with building suspense and having these moments you know another one that was shown in the trailer is when she's the, the wife is is with the the what is it the, the sheet and the sheet blows off and you just see the ghost standing there you know like the, the the figure of the ghost just standing there and you know the movie does well and you talked a little bit about it last time that exorcism scene towards the end of the film is just so raw and so unsettling that it just it, it just it's to me it's one of those films and you know i almost considered putting the second one on here because i enjoyed the second one a lot and in my opinion once again my opinion i actually thought the second one was scarier but you know i enjoyed the first one for what it did and what it solidified itself and then obviously we get into the whole you know conjuring and cities has sequel spin-offs that don't really need spin-offs but like whatever yeah to me conjuring i didn't like one, the second conjuring one as much two. That's it. Really? I didn't like the second one as much. Um, if you watch our our podcast YouTube form, you will have seen that clip in our last podcast, and you will have seen it already in this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Conjuring, it's not on my list because it's just like there's so many other things. But it's the only horror film that in the last 10 years, I actually had to stop watching it and leave the theater. I, I was so terrified. It, I was just so terrified of it for some reason. I think it was, it was the moment at the end when there's like this exorcism. It's not really a spoiler. There's a demon, um, and demons kind of unsettle me. Um, you've you've heard about it with the exorcist. Why that is? Um, I'm kind of conditioned to hate them. Uh, so I just had like I literally got up. I was on a date. I looked at the the date and I go, I'm leaving, and I yeeted myself out of the theater. It, I just couldn't. First off, we forgot to um, talk about one more thing. Okay. You don't remember that? Hide and seek? What? Oh, oh, that that it still terrifies me. There's two scenes in that movie that still terrify me. The clap and when the ghost is hiding in the clap like on like Oh on like, top of the Yeah, the hide and seek, yes, yes, that part. Oh god, no. I'm I'm having I'm having PTSD. Um so my number four, so that I can forget about that. Um is, is a movie that I don't know if you would consider a horror film. I consider it a horror film. Um, and you can, like, it, it's just a, I, I mean, I'm not going to say. It's Silence of the Lambs. Um, I, I really don't need to say that much. I'm a, I'm a film person. The, the, when, when, um, when he, exactly. When he, when the main character and the other main character, because there might as well be two main characters, um, are talking to each other for the first time, and it's that scene. I mean, I, I'm I, I've I've watched that scene about a hundred okay. times, and I appreciate everything about it. Um, and then the ending of the film is great. I mean, everything about that film, it's like a crime drama, but like it still like has that suspense and horror, and like what I would consider the villain of the movie. Um, he's just you love him so much, and he's like. Oh, and he's played by Anthony Hopkins, and Anthony Hopkins is a treasure. I mean, the movie's great. You should have watched it already if you haven't, and you're not a horror f person. Um, this is kind of one of the tamer horror films, so I definitely think you should watch it, and it's just awesome. Yeah, great, um, but that's at film. my number four. Great film. I definitely want to watch the uh, the Hannibal TV show. I've heard a lot of good things about that. I, heard I have does, to. I heard it does really well with having a lot of that horror thriller elements while also kind of providing like a nice little backstory but yeah no that's a that's a good uh, number four coming in my number four which little spoiler alert is going to be my final uh, modern horror film uh i have the witch or the bitch however you want to say it the witch i call it the witch the witch is weird 
because The Witch is one of those movies that I had to go back and watch twice because the first 20 minutes just got away from me. And part of that is because for some reason, wherever I found it, there were no subtitles. And I don't know if it was just me, but like them talking was just very low that I couldn't understand any of them. But um, when I did get around to watching it finally, um, what a movie. And what the first like 10 minutes of the movie really makes you go, what the hell am I watching? Because the movie really is one of those films that you really have to go into it with a very open mind. The movie, you know, a little plot, you know, of the movie, you know, the movie takes place back in, you know, olden times, back when they had the witch trials and, you know, the, um, the pilgrims and, you know, all, all the, whatever it is. Um, the Salem witch trials, yeah. Yeah, all, all, all that, all that fun religious, you know, times. And, uh, you know, it kind of deals with this family, you know, kind of going through stuff and, you know, and then their child gets kidnapped by a witch. And, you know, but the way it's portrayed and, and the way that the main character which is the daughter, you know, kind of deals with things and kind of goes through these things. And like I said, the movie does really, really well with building up suspense. You know, one of the best moments, which was in the trailers where she's playing peekaboo with her little sister or her little brother. I don't remember if it was a boy or girl. She just goes, peekaboo, and then she looks and the kid just gone. Gone. And that's one of those moments where it's like, you know, it imposes a dread because it's not like it cuts immediately to the kid, you know. It, she's there, and then it kind of just shows the look in her eyes just drop and change. And the movie just does really, really well. And the, the, the soundtrack is amazing. And, you know, the, the symbolism that's there. You know, you have a freaking goat that shows up like every 10 minutes, you know, symbolizing, you know, the witch and, and, and you know, Satanism and all these other things. But I do think that it is, it is on par with kind of these other modern films, you know, like Midsummer and, and you know, and, and these other films that kind of take these horror tropes that we do know and, and changing them and, and kind of reformatting them so it's something fresh and something different. Like you said, you know, we've seen movies about witches before. We've seen movies about these cults and, you know, these 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 different trials. But, you know, it's refreshing. I was really hoping I would see a tale there. It's, um, it's refreshing to, uh, you know, just see these modern horror movies, you know, do something a little bit different. Like I said, once I got around to watching it, Really, really enjoyable film. And like I said, you know, it is a little bit, like I said, out there. Definitely don't watch it as your first horror film. If you, uh, you know, if you're kind of new to the franchise. Because the movie has a lot of moments that will that will make your stomach uh, churn, to say the least. But yeah, that's uh, rounding off my number four uh, pick. I, I, I haven't seen it. So, I, I mean, I'll take I'll make you a deal. I'll watch it. The Wailing if you watch Witch. I'll take that deal. The wailing is a lot more difficult to get through. Equivalent um, exchange. So my, I mean, again, uh, there's the rest of my list is old horror, um, and this is this is what I call the slasher duo. I think that watching both of these movies and seeing what they did for the entire franchise of horror and slasher in general is kind of it's better when you take them together. It means more to the the history of everything. But I'll. I won't I won't I won't do anymore. I'll just my number three is Scream. Um I knew this is I rate this movie here. I I rate this movie a lot higher than other people. Um and I said I was gonna stop being heady and being a film nerd, but it's not gonna happen. I'm gonna still do it. So Scream is here because I mean Scream kind of subverted everything that was happening in the genre. And like if you were if you were watching films uh back then, it was like slasher, 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 something different. Slasher, slasher, slasher. And it was just like so many freaking slashers. And people were so fucking sick of it. And and then just Scream comes out and they're like, oh, it's another slasher. And then this slasher was so comedic. And like I said, something being funny kind of like puts it higher. Because if you can do horror and, and funny at the same time, I think you do it. But then Scream kind of subverted everything that was built from slasher. And and did ev and, and it just, it's, it's one of those things. It's like... When a genre is dying like the slasher genre was and something comes out that subverts everything and kind of does it in a way that kind of revitalizes your love for it. I have so much love for that and that's why Scream, in my opinion, is just, it's, it's there. It's number three on my list and it's only number three because number two, I mean, you'll see started the genre in my opinion. So, I mean, it's fair. Uh, but Scream's my number my number three, and to this day, among all of the slasher entities and everything, 
the ghost race is my favorite one yeah the only reason i couldn't put scream on this list is because uh scary movie kind of ruined that for me and now i kind of just see them as the same thing and it's hard to differentiate but um no i, I get that you. but i get that but scary movie had the ghost face going what's and, and that just that just makes it better for me and that I, just that solidified my love for Ghostface. and i i will say you know with, with scream though those first five minutes you know with with drew barrymore and having the whole do you like scary movies that was a great way to start the film and kind of set yeah, the tone for the film i'm actually excited i have i haven't watched the last one that came out of like i think it was like five or six years ago but i am excited for the new one that's coming out so i gotta i gotta catch up i i am too i am too it's one of those it's w the only horror franchise that i will religiously watch all of them even if they're bad just because i like the movies i don't know why i just love the movies so i have a feeling our next three are kind of kind of either be the same or kind of be in that same category um as I mentioned, from here on out, it's going to be a parrot. I'm going to have all old school stuff. Coming in at number three, I have John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be on there for you, too. It's not going to be a, a, a spoiler, but um, Halloween, to me, is, is the best 80s sort of horror film that we got. And I think part of that comes with how Michael Myers is presented and kind of how Laurie Strode is presented. Halloween, to me... Donald's waiting for me to say that it's a slasher, so you can be looking so much slasher. Um, <laughs> I'm just—it's hard to focus with you uh, nodding. Hallow Michael Myers to me is is such a great embodiment because, you know, you have these moments where Michael Myers is kind of just lurking in the background, and it's not a jump scare; it's kind of just suspense building, and it's it's so fun. And like I said, having that super iconic da na 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 just echoing at different volumes throughout the film just solidifies it and Laurie Strode is awesome she's presented as kind of this character that for the time you know you had a lot of these you know horror movie characters you know a lot of these how they call them final girls you know which are the the target of the killer you know but Laurie Strode is presented in a way that she's she's a normal person but she defends herself you know she she understands that this is life or death and you know Michael Myers is just a looming embodiment of a figure with for some reason a um what's this guy's name a william shatner mask which i will never i will never complain because he looks terrifying but what an interesting pick and you know like i said you know we talked a little about it last time having that new sequel that came out because apparently all the other ones were in canon which thank god but you know even having that new sequel it kind of kept those same core elements and I'm, I'm very glad because halloween was such an important film for horror and you know it really solidified to me you were saying that you think that, you know, Ghostface is, you know, one of your top kind of scary, you know, sort of entities. I think Michael Myers is up there. Once again, that also comes from playing like hours of Dead by Daylight. But, you know, I think Dead by Daylight kind of ruined and kind of uh, embraced some things for us. So, like I said, I'm like you. I can go on for hours about Halloween and themes and, you know, the score. And you bet your ass! And you bet your ass! That they're gonna hear another four minutes of Halloween, cause Halloween is my number two, there we and go. obviously it is. Yeah, obviously it's my number two, and I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, Michael Myers is is only like is second only uh, to to Ghostface, but I mean, I mean, Halloween is is if 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 the number one didn't exist and number one didn't exist for me in a certain place. Halloween would be my number one bar none and it's because of one scene and I can tell you exactly what scene it is it's it's Laurie Strode walking in the town and she she's just you see a shot of her close um amongst some stores and and uh, like like behind her there's a street and that's the shot and I will tell you exactly why that shot's awesome because if you look in the background in a car you just see Michael Myers sitting there in the car looking at her and you know like like my first watch I didn't know that my second watch I didn't know that and then my third watch I'm like looking at the background and I just see him and I'm like okay that's creepy as fuck you just, you just pause um, and you're like interesting and that is why I think that Halloween is a psychological horror movie more than it is a slasher. But it kind of... I, I'm not going to start with that. People are, are probably sick of that at, at this point. Um, it did start the, the slasher genre. It is the best slasher, um, period. It's the best slasher. It's best slasher. There's just no other slasher that, like, gets close to it. I, I love I love Scream. It doesn't get close. Scream doesn't exist if Halloween doesn't exist. And that's why it's that Scream is three, Halloween is two. Um, I won't keep on Halloween is awesome, 
please, 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 if you haven't watched it, please do not watch the new one. Watch the old one, and then you can watch the new one. That's fine. But watch the old one first, please. That was a lot of uh, hyperactivity in uh, three minutes. But uh, I, I, I just really like Halloween. Halloween's great. And I love... To, I'm, I'm actually For me, saving, my favorite... <sighs> I'm saving Halloween to actually watch it on Halloween. So if you want to do a little watch party, let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll set that up. But um, I'll watch Halloween today. Yeah, coming, <laughs> coming, coming off to my number two, and you talked a little bit about it, but you knew it was going to be on here is Psycho. And um, you know, like I said, I won't go too, too, too in depth since you know you already talked about it, but I'll, I'll bring up some similar points and some different points. Um, Psycho to me is a movie that aged very, very well because, like you said, you know, the, the movie is from the '60s, and you know, you have a lot of these older films that you kind of like they don't hold up. You know, whether it's because you know they're boring or you know because the tone is different or you know but psycho holds up as a film and as a horror movie um psycho to me like you said we had the crazy amazing just balls out concept to be like hey main character not anymore and you know like i said you know by the way spoilers i'm sorry but um by the way you know you you have that iconic shower scene you know that which just, you know, is etched in horror history, you know, for yeah. for millennia. It's never going to go away. And, you know, kind of having that sort of relationship between, you know, Bate and, Bate and you know, his, and his mother, you know, you kind of you kind of start wondering, you know, oh, man, what drove him to that? How did that relationship settle? And, you know, I do think, I will say, sm small little plug here, I did watch the uh, prequel show, and the prequel show does really well with kind of explaining it but then it also kind of had like a weird twist ending that was different from the movie so it's like i don't know whatever it is but um psycho holds up very very good psychological movie like i said it, it's that ending shot you know with with him smiling and you know it, it's just the movie just does incredibly well and like i said i'm gonna say this as a like a nice little tidbit i actually went um in orlando not in orlando in california in the universal studios lot tour they actually take you to the house where it was shot and i got chills that's cool because of just watching that's the movie cool. and just being like oh no you know that's terrifying but that's that's me rounding off in number two so total number one what are our number ones so i actually have no clue what your number one is you actually don't i'm surprised you don't i i do you know what my number one is oh uh blair witch project right What's your number one thought? He brought it up. He brought it up, guys. I'm going to tell you. Blair Witch Project sucks. Okay? You can't convince me it doesn't suck. It sucks. Everything that Blair Witch Project did right is done in other movies better. And people are like, oh, but it started the found footage genre. I don't care. It is a bad movie. It has no, like, resolution. Okay. I'm, uh, my, number number my, my number one is The Shining. My number one is The Shining. Um, I, 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 it's the, it, I love this movie. Oh, no. I, this movie made me... What? Do you want to just tackle this together? Because coming in at number one, I have The Shining. I'm glad we're on the same page. I'm glad we're on the same page. You were like, I don't understand what yours could be. And I was like, does he really not understand what my number one is going to be? I figured it was The Shining. I figured it was The Shining, but I, I just, like, our lists are so weird that it could no, be anything. Our lists, our lists are sometimes very <laughs> coincide, but then other times we're like, you know, the opposite. But, um, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely tackle this one together. Um, What a movie. <laughs> there you go. That's the podcast. What a... Uh, what a so, so I mean, when did you first watch The Shining? Definitely not when I was a kid. The Shining was definitely a horror movie that I, I recently watched. I want to say six six years ago, six or seven years ago. I was still I was already so, like nineteen, yeah, like eighteen. 19. I I first had a chance to watch The Shining when I was um when I was a teenager. I was a freshman year in college. I was hanging out at someone's house, and uh, they were like, "Oh, let's watch The Shining." And the minute that the movie starts, I knew something was wrong. And then the minute that there's like blood in the, the, the elevator, I left the house. I left the house. I just left the house. I, I was like, nope, I'm not watching this. And I had never finished uh, um, The Shining. And then freshman year college, first um, film class, um, they, they were like, oh, okay, so this week we're, we're gonna watch The Shining. And so I had to sit there and watch the rest of the movie. I mean, I'm, I was older. I, it didn't scare me as much. And let me tell you, we, you guys have gotten a little bit of taste of it. We watched the film, and then we have a discussion on the film. 
And someone in the class goes, you know, I really didn't like that movie. I didn't think it was that great. The 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 film, like the the uh, cinematography, wasn't that great. The story was kind of trash. And let me tell you, I went off on this girl for an hour. And listen, I, I just love how the entire class sat back and they were like. Let this guy just completely wail on this girl. The teacher let me do it, and I'm not joking. It went on for an hour, and I I spit facts. I was I like for an hour for an hour. I just told this girl that she was wrong in every possible way. The Shining is a great movie. The 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 hallway scene is iconic. Jack is just fucking menacing as hell. The entire prospect of losing your mind in an isolated place and the fact the ending just iconic and everything is iconic and it's a fucking great movie and if you if you haven't watched it watch it and then watch it again because it's so much better the second time and if you're confused about the guy sucking off the or the dog sucking off the guy i am too but that's what makes the, the film great evan what do you think i'm just like i'm just vibrating everything that you just processed so i'm just just give me a second but um First of all, I don't remember the dog, and now I have to watch it again because I was like, what is he talking about? But, um, no, like like you mentioned, you know, obviously he's one of the most, not just horror films, one of the most iconic films of all time. Um, the movie, I think, is the perfect blend of having sort of a humanistic but also a, a antagonistical, you know, approach to it. You know, you have, you have obviously the slow decay of, of Jack Torrance sort of slowly going insane and, 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 you know, getting to the point where he reaches to, but being affected by these outward sources and, and sort of being affected by, by these different ghosts and these, these different entities. That was terrifying to watch. Um, and kind of just dealing with all this and slowly going insane. And the movie does so, there it is. The movie does so, so well with its tone, with its pacing, with its characterization, even to the point where like, mind you, if you know, like, if you're like us and you know a little bit more behind the scenes, the movie, making of that movie was hell. The actors went through literal hell in the making of that film. The wife is, like, mentally insane now. Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson's always kind of been out there. But, um, the kid apparently is, like, scarred for life. Like, the kid has never done any movie after that because he's scarred. But, you know, you, you have these, you have these great, great characters. And I think, and like I said, you know, we can argue about this, but... To me, that has the most WTF horror movie ending of all time. Having oh my that God. slow zoom with that music is just absolutely menacing and just solidifies it's... the film. And I'm going to say this also. Once again, I don't think it's controversial at this point. The sequel is also amazing. Dr. Sleep? Chef's yeah, Chef. Yeah, yeah. Holds yeah. up. And like I said, I was very, very concerned because obviously, you know, The Shining is such a beloved property, but... The sequel touches upon things that from that first film and kind of, you know, brings you back to those characters and, you know, having a certain character return, like I said, I don't want to spoil it in case people want to watch it, but, you know, The Shining, going back to that, you know, is just, is just such a good psychological and kind of, you know, like I said, you know, the movie, having, just watching Jack Nicholson go insane is just a trip in its own and obviously the, the most iconic here's Johnny, you know, obviously that, that solidified itself, and like I said, you know, the, the movie really is the human mind slowly decaying into uh, just insanity, and you know, like I said, the movie's always gonna be you were asking me, like, what my top films are in general of all time because my thing's always shift, but The Shining to me will always always be my number one horror film, and like I said nothing is gonna change that unless, like a cinematic freaking masterpiece comes out tomorrow of horror but like I said, yeah, you know, like The Shining just is just it's The Shining. And like I said, if you haven't watched it, definitely go watch it or any of these films that we suggested. If you're interested in any of these films, definitely give them a watch. But like I mentioned, now we're going to segue into my uh, favorite segment, which is the plug, where uh, we each get them into sort of plug our own things, no matter uh, what it is. So, Donald, I'm actually going to let you go first today, switching it up a little Cool. So um, you can catch me on all social media at Jack Films. Um, I keep on saying every podcast that I'm going to make a channel on YouTube. Um, uh, it's kind of been hard because I've been editing this stuff and then I got I went back to work. So that's going to come eventually. 
Um, and then, so I'm using the last like 30 seconds to say, if you guys uh, want us to talk about, our, if you guys want to see me kind of just go crazy about films, then ask Nerd Slice to do top films ever. And I will legit talk about one movie for 30 minutes straight. And, and uh, Nerd Slice knows what movie it is. I just need an excuse to talk about it. So if you guys want to give me that excuse, I would really love you guys for doing that. Um, but we can never ever, and I, I say this with, with such sincerity, we can't do our top 10 movies of all time because it will literally be a 14-hour podcast. Like, so it, we'll we, maybe we'll, we'll save that we'll for, like, up. a 24-hour we'll live stream because me and you we'll will just we'll pop off. I'm going to say three words, and I'm not going to say them now because it will. It, it's like a light switch that just turns Dono into a different person. <laughs> oh, my God. He and knows I'm it. I'm going to say law. That's all I'm going to say. And Dono yeah, already, yeah. but yes. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's up there. So, uh, my, my little thing now, like Don mentioned, you can find us on all social media platforms. You know, we're on Twitter, at the Nerd Slice. We're on Instagram, TikTok. You can find this, obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're on YouTube, but you can find us wherever podcasts are. I'm going to use the last 30 seconds to uh, plug in some other stuff that uh, I want to talk about. So, um, guys, I want to know from you guys what more things – you would like to see on the podcast obviously like i mentioned you know we're doing spooky season because it's spooky season but you know i definitely want to hear from you guys a little bit more you know we do fan questions so we do uh send us your fan questions but also you know let us know what you guys want us to talk about you know whether it's about a review about a certain film or a show or a game or whether it's just something in a little bit more laid back like maybe our opinions on dating our opinions on food our opinions on life you know just let us know there and that way you know we can we can have a different variety of things you know going forward like i said i have a few podcasts planned out for the next few weeks uh after spooky season rolls around we have a lot of nerd news that we actually haven't covered because we're focused on spooky season so we're gonna have to do a giant podcast for all of that stuff but um yeah definitely find us all there and uh let jack know what onesie he's gonna wear for the next stream because onesies apparently have consumed his life now and it's um, very comfortable. Until then, definitely stay spooky.